Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. This is my favorite headline of the day. I love a good headline. Amazon has a donkey meat problem. (laughs) We'll get to that story coming up. (laughs) You've eaten so much more donkey meat than you know. Seriously? Well, I don't know about you particularly, but... Wow. You need to check the ingredients. I seem to be fine, by the way. Well, it's, it's, it's one of those things that... When I first hear it, it sounds horrible, but why would it be so horrible? Why is it that much worse than cow meat or horse meat or anything else? Well, I, I don't appreciate it if I was paying for cow meat, as you so quaintly put it. Look, we call it beef. Look for ingredients... If there's an ingredient in any, like, for instance, a supplement that you buy on Amazon, and it's got the ingredient gelatina nigra, that's donkey meat, my friend. That sounds like an album from the band Yes. (laughs) It does, doesn't it? With the fancy cover and, like, really long songs. Right, right, it really does. Um... So more on that. And then a guy who's in love with and sexing up balloons, objectophilia. We'll get to mm-hmm. that later. I just I just need something, uh, I don't know, that's not the mainstream news because I'm getting tired of that. Like this story. 
is this bill about to come due for California, and will it spread to the rest of the United States? It's the reparations story, which I remember when anybody would bring up reparations and it would basically basically be laughed out of the room as a reality is now getting further and further down the road, particularly in California. Um, constitutional law professor Jonathan Turley writing about it. After years of declaring this a moral imperative, the reparations bill in California has come due and will come due for leaders like Governor Gavin Newsom and San Francisco Mayor London Breed. The collective demand is for trillions in California alone, with additional trillions demanded from Congress in a national reparations program. California Democrats will now have to render a decision on committing real money on reparations to show that this was not mere virtue signaling. And how are they going to... Which gonna, it was. Uh, well, okay. And I think most of us thought that it was. But as it's getting further along, and now it's down to the mayor to sign off or the governor to sign off, how are they going to wiggle out of it? How, what, are they, what words are they going to use to say, all right, that was pretty funny when I didn't think it was going to get this far, but... Now, kids, many, many years ago, there was a TV show that your parents watched called Seinfeld. In one episode, one of the characters made an outlandish claim and was uh, confronted. He was uh, asked to prove it and would not back down and went to ridiculous lengths to prove that he had not lied. I think we have a George Costanza driving to the end of Long Island to prove he has a summer home uh, scenario here where... We might have something like reparations just because the lefties involved can admit that they were just jerking the uh, the folks who wanted them. Yeah, we claimed we were behind this because we didn't think it ever happened. It's undoable, you see. It right. doesn't work but in reality. We scored political points saying we were in favor of it. Don't hold us to it. The long-awaited meeting of San Francisco's Board of Supervisors set this week to discuss recommendations of its reparations committee to give $5 million to each eligible black resident as reparations. And again, that adds up to trillions of dollars for California alone. That meeting was postponed last week. Yeah, I think it's been postponed because how do we end this thing without telling people, hey, we didn't think it would actually get this far. This doesn't work. (laughs) You can't do this. You can't do it at all, much less at the astounding levels uh, suggested by this board of completely, what, with children or or mental patients or people <laughs> have no capacity for reason? It's crazy. Yeah. So Newsom came back, remember, with his own reparations task force, which came back with a number of a quarter million dollars per person as opposed to $5 million per person. Still an un- ungodly, we don't have the money, nobody ever will. Uh, proposition and then there was a pushback on that another california politician came forward with eight hundred thousand dollars per person anyway uh they got to figure out how to end this thing well and uh, one can't help but be amused by the uh, recent episode of the uh there's a there's a tv show a project where uh, Henry Louis Gates is, what's the name of it? I can't remember where he does genealogy on people. He's the director of the Hutchins Center for African and African-American Research at Harvard. He's a prominent academic and lefty and thinker and the rest of it. He's the one that got uh, arrested by the police and uh, Barack Obama said the police acted stupidly. That whole story. Oh my gosh, yeah. Thank you for the reminder, the the, the callback. Um, but he had uh, former Black Panther communist uh, felon Angela Davis on there. Finding Hero Your Roots the is the name of the show. 
It's a good name for it. It is. That's what they do, more or less. But so they have uh, known felonious uh, convict communist Angela Davis on there. And uh, turns out she had slaves in her uh, ancestry. So is eligible for reparations. Oh, and she had white people who came over on the Mayflower. Oh, and she had slaveholders and pro-slavery activists in her ancestry. And was a little freaked out by all of that. Although, the more you think about it, the less you should be freaked out by any of that stuff. We talked about this last week. At the point of your great-great-grandparents, you're talking 32 different people. And each of them, of course, comes from multiple lines of human beings. So, by the time you get back to the 1600s, are you kidding? You you descend from hundreds of different, uh, different people. And as I said earlier... Every single human being, and and I say this without fear of contradiction, is descended from heroes and villains, from from great thinkers and unspeakable psychopaths, from black, white, brown, yellow, indigo, violet, and Roy G. Biv. Um, The idea that you're one thing or primarily one thing is just silly. Now, especially traced it back that far. I I could do the math real quick, but I think if you went back to the 1600s, you'd be talking about thousands of lines, obviously, as it doubles every time. Um, You know, each generation back with the number of grandparents, it'd be be like picking from a thousand people. You're going to take any credit or 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 the opposite from being one one thousandth that that doesn't make any sense. Now, if you want to talk about some cases during the Jim Crow era or in the 20th century where people were, uh, they, they lost their real estate, for instance, sure, through course. force or subterfuge. If you want to talk about that a couple of generations down the line, uh, it's an interesting, complicated, and very difficult conversation to have. But at least it's not completely Looney Tunes. I mean, that, that somebody, some successful Stanford professor who's smarter than me, richer than me, and and has a beautiful wife in a giant house in Palo Alto, that he should be getting checks because he has a little more black blood in his family. Again, this stuff absolutely smacks of the Ku Klux Klan. That that people who are from poor Irish immigrants like myself should be writing him a check. It's just, it it it's absurd. It, it, almost immediately, it's not like you have to contemplate it for hours at a time to reach the absurd part. It's just, it's all crazy. So, uh, just give you a minute or so on this. Do you want to hear about Amazon's donkey meat problem or objectophilia? Objectophilia. You know, I feel like I'm, I'm fairly up on the objectophilia. Um, if I've been uh, sucking down donkey meat, it's, it's it's probably worth knowing. Here's the most interesting thing I just read about the objectophilia, because we have have talked about this through the years, people that sex up cars or couches or balloons, in this guy's case, or whatever. This is new information. A study that indicates that those who express sexual desire for objects tend to be on the autism spectrum. Hmm. I did not know that. So that's interesting. It is, indeed. Um, the donkey meat story, uh, I'll take I can take the I, I'll be taking the fun out of it here very quickly. Um so supplements and that sort of stuff that have for instance this this one supplement that they mention here, the anti-hemorrhage formula dietary supplement, 100% pure natural herbs. And you look at the ingredients it includes gelatinin nigra. And you I wouldn't even think twice about what's in it, what the heck is that? Well, it turns out it's uh, it's donkey ground up donkey this or that and it 
Turns out, every year, millions of donkeys are slaughtered and skinned to make gelatina nigra found in all kinds of different things. Tons of different things. That, uh, and for instance, they found on Amazon, but could find anywhere else. Um, they found an am- a thousand Amazon product search results that included this, and it's probably many, many, many more than that. Isn't that proof that it's not an issue, in a way? Well, the problem is this. It's, it's not, because it's not the, oh, it's grocer's donkey in there. It's where does this donkey meat come from? It's illegal most places, and so then this organization that's looking into it put out a video from Tanzania where a lot of the donkey meat and everything's come out, where they're bludgeoning donkeys with hammers to meet their slaughter quotas. It's not exactly free-range, you know, compassionate donkey use. When their donkey spirit goes to be with God, they take the gelatina nigra from... No, that's not the way it works. Wow, that's grim. Yeah. Yeah. So, as a kid who, like every kid on the planet, really enjoyed Jello, I was more than a little shocked to find out that gelatin is made with cattle hooves, ground up cattle hooves. Right. Still delicious. It doesn't matter. It's still delicious. (laughs) Oh, with the fruit there in the middle. Put a little whipped cream on those uh, cow hooves and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a summertime treat if it's 1975. (laughs) All right. We ate some weird stuff, kids, back in the day. God, I'll bet we had Jello on the table three out of five nights, maybe four out of five nights. Not very much, just a little thing of Jello. My mom would put on the table. Sure, don't Make fill sure. up on the Jello, kids. Green or red, usually. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Orange. Occasionally. Or, yeah. That was, orange. A, that a, was a special night. You had the uh, orange. Uh, some freak yeah. might serve you some blue Jello, but geez, run from that house. They're and my eating, final, probably eating donkeys. Huh. My my final thought. People who represented science were also telling us all we should stop eating butter and eat margarine, which was congealed trans fat. Right. They represented science. They were following the science. Yep. Thanks for that. The CIA director was on one of the talk shows yesterday, said some really interesting stuff, although Margaret Brennan of Face a Nation asked some really freaking stupid questions. Um, That, among other things, on the way. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, 
Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. But there's a lot of hubris that continues to be attached to Putin and his view of the war right now. And I think what's going to be critical is to puncture that hubris on Putin's part and regain momentum on the battlefield. I don't think the Russians are serious today. And I think, you know, it's only progress on the battlefield that's going to shape any improved prospects for negotiations down the road. That's Mr. Burns. His (laughs) name is William Burns. He's a CIA director. Simpson, eh? Um, he was on Face the Nation yesterday. I thought this was kind of interesting that Putin is uh, smelling himself, feeling pretty confident about things. I think Putin is uh, right now entirely too confident of his ability to wear down mm-hmm. um, Ukraine, to grind away, and that's what he's giving every evidence that he's determined to do right now. At some point, he's going to have to face up to increasing costs as well. In coffins coming home to some of the poorest parts of Russia, there's a cumulative economic damage to Russia as well. Huge reputational damage. It has not exactly been a great advertisement for Russian arms sales. So this is going to build over time. But right now, the honest answer, I think, Putin is quite determined. Yeah, I don't remember if it was him or another um, um, administration person that talked about meeting with one of the representatives from Russia recently and the swagger that they had, that they clearly feel like things are going great and things are going to turn out the way they want. And that's what he's saying there, that Putin is confident. He's feeling cocky that this is going to work out the way the, the way he had planned. We're all going to wear down. He's seeing the poll numbers change. A year ago, it was 18% of Republicans say we're giving too, too much money in arms. Now it's 50% of Republicans say we're giving him too much money in arms. He's thinking, get to the midsummer, it's going to be a majority. They cave. I'm I'm in. Well, and the New York Times had a really interesting uh, bit of analysis. I think it was last week where, you know, we've often talked about how dictators and, you know, elected officials, for that matter, always use external threats as an excuse for their rule or an excuse for the excesses of their rule or to, to give themselves legitimacy. Well, Putin has has perpetrated this war against against Ukraine and portrayed it as, uh, you know, a necessary defense of the Russian homeland against the vicious, vicious NATO. And it's worked to a large extent. Yeah. And he's been able to push through all sorts of changes. And, you know, I'd call them perversions. He'd call them reforms of Russian society um, and been super successful at it. So he's crafted the Russia he wants out of the excuse of the war in Ukraine. So uh, on the China front, Mr. Burns... No, no, I'm sorry. That's right. I meant to say um, that's not necessarily going to be true forever, as Jack pointed out, with the coffins coming home, etc. That could change. But so far, so good for the pooter. Burns went on to say about China and dictator Xi, he's been closely watching how the war has evolved. And Burns said, I think in many ways he's been unsettled and sobered by what he's seen. The CIA director saying... Of where Putin's hubris has now gotten Russia, 
um, that you know the world will rise up if they think it's a just cause. So he's hoping that has delayed China some. He did say that uh, she has told his military to be ready to take Taiwan by 2027. And uh, so that's their military goal. Mm-hmm. Um, Margaret Brennan, I thought, on Face the Nation, asked the CIA director some really stupid questions. Now, you're more charitable toward this sort of thing. You say that the journalists have to ask these questions to get the non-answer. I think it's freaking stupid. I just don't ask questions that no, you know you're going to get no answer to. I think they're just dumb. It's a dumb waste of my time. She kept asking, so do we have someone close to President Xi the way we did to Putin so we will know when this, when, when, the, you know, time well, wait comes. a minute. No, no. I judge questions on a case-by-case <laughs> basis. Don't you generalize how I generalize. That's a ludicrous question. <laughs> oh, yeah, we do. We do. His name's John Wang, and he's the Undersecretary of Agricultural Policy. But Putin, he plays a racquetball with Putin, and, and he's got a microphone hidden in his racket. She kept asking questions like that where I thought, he's not going to tell you that. And if he did tell you that, you should realize there was a reporter. Geez, I'm dealing with a moron. I better not ask him any more things so he spills any more important secrets. Wow. So do we wow. have someone close to she that would allow us to know that? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> Boy, what a dope. What kind of a question is that? <clears throat> Sorry, I'm choked up by this story. If you miss an hour, grab the podcast. Armstrong and Getty On Demand. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's not a lot of contact with Russia right now. There's not a great deal, you're right. But you still have that line of communication with yeah, your Yeah, and I, and I think even in the most deeply adversarial relationships, and that's certainly what our relationship with Russia is today, it's important to have those lines open. Mr. Burns, the CIA director. 
Still amused by that, are you? Moving along. Uh, so I uh, came across this news at, at, at Yahoo News. What's the original? Oh, it's a, a Reuters uh, story, originally speaking of Russia, that um, the former president, Dmitry Medvedev, Medvedev, remember, he was the guy who Putin like named to be president back when they had a constitution they followed. So he didn't, you know, so he could serve a couple of terms. Take one off, come back again. Now he just does whatever he wants. But anyway, uh, old Dimitri is a good buddy of his. He was a, who Barack Obama was talking to when he said, tell Vladimir I'll have more uh, flexibility after the election. Anyway, um, he made this big speech the other day in which he said the only way for Moscow to ensure a lasting peace with Ukraine was to push back the borders of hostile states as far as possible, even if that meant the frontiers of NATO member Poland. He's now the deputy chairman of Russia's Security Council. He made the comments in a message on his Telegram account uh, on the anniversary of the war. Uh, he forecast on Friday that Russia would be victorious and that some kind of loose agreement would eventually end the fighting. Quote, victory will be achieved. We want it to happen as soon as possible, and that day will come. He predicted that tough negotiations with Ukraine and the West would follow that will culminate in some kind of agreement. Uh, let's see, where does he get to the Poland stuff? Um, that's why it's so important to achieve all the goals of the special military operation, to push back the borders that threaten our country as far as possible, even if they are the borders of Poland, he said. So, why do you have a notable, very well-known and highly placed Russian uh, actor suggesting pushing back the borders of Poland? Yeah, I was surprised by that. I mean, he made some threats last week about, hey, if you do this or that, nuclear weapons are on the table. And I thought, is he speaking out of turn or does he have the blessing of Putin to say these things? Because saying you might go into Poland doesn't if I'm that doesn't seem like something that helps Putin to me. Yeah. Saying, hey, let's uh, let's stick our thumb right in NATO's eye. Yeah, let, let's let's um affirm some of the things they've been claiming that we won't stop at Ukraine. Okay. Why? Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's as simple as he's playing the bad cop. Uh, so I'm really interested in this story as you know, if you listen to the show, cause I talk about it a lot. We talk about it a lot, but I think it's going to be interesting this week. If DeSantis on his book tour, cause this is the big coming out party for Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida running for president. His book is out this week doing lots of interviews. I guess he did an hour on Levin last night, which uh, one of our texters said was great. We should check it out. I will check it out. Mm, I will, yeah. But uh, I wonder if he got asked any about his comments last week to clarify. Is he as far down the road uh, as Trump of we don't need to support Ukraine? Um, Because that'll be interesting. Because you got about yeah, half, of, half of Republicans agree with that, but you got about half that don't. So, yeah. See, I don't. I don't know if I agree with your characterization of it. I just think that both he and Trump are scoring easy political points well, right. by saying sure. Biden's spending billions there. We need help here. I mean, that's that's a one foot putt in politics. Well, right, but just, they, but that needs to be clarified this week when he says no blank check for Ukraine. Okay, that that's fine. I agree. No blank check for Ukraine. But mm-hmm. so, do you mean we are spending too much? And should cut back like half of Republicans do say, according to the polls, and it's growing? Or would you say, no, 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 I think the world order needs to be uh, the same as it has been for the last 75 years? I, I, I don't know what his position is. Do you think you know what his position is? 
No, no, no I don't. And, and I would be shocked, shocked, shocked if anybody pinned him down. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. That would be foolish to to. You've got to stay an empty vessel at this point. You've got to have people assuming uh, you believe what they believe. Yeah, I was reading. Uh, so you tip your cap kind of vaguely in their direction. Another thing in Mark Halpern's newsletter on Friday was: Is DeSantis going to be able to pull off what Obama pulled off? Where you are the empty vessel through the whole campaign, and people just get to put their hopes and wishes they think that you agree with <laughs> into you without you having to make a statement about him. Now, it's easy, a lot easier for Barack Obama because he had the entire media apparatus on his side to do the same thing. Yeah, I was going to say it's a hell of a lot easier when you have every man, woman, child, and dog in the media anxious to bark that out to people. But uh, yeah, going to be tougher for DeSantis indeed. Uh, moving along from DeSantis and Russia and Ukraine, that sort of thing, China, 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 China. China has revealed a new heavily armed, extra-large, uncrewed submarine. It's an undersea drone, torpedo drone. There's a lot of adjectives there. So extra-large, the way I word my fries. Uncrewed. Uncrewed? Yes. Okay. Underwater vehicle, or XLUUVs. Major trend in naval warfare. Leading navies have initiated programs to develop and explore these. Currently, the U.S. Navy and Royal Navy of Britain appear to be in the lead, uh, but China is working like crazy to get it going, too. It makes perfect sense. If they have one, uh, Biden's going to let it sail up all the way to Mississippi to Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah, that was good there. Um, Come on. (laughs) It it makes perfect sense. I mean, certainly in World War II, and the world has changed technologically for submarines, but that was some of the most dangerous duty that existed was submarine duty. Oh, my God, I can't imagine. Yeah, and so if we can accomplish the same things with unmanned vessels, obviously um, we'd like to. It's believed that the new uh, Chinese vessel is indeed what they call a sub-killer. So there's that front in future warfare. Mentioned this a couple of times worth repeating Supreme Court student loan case to test the limits of presidential power. And that's really the key point. They're going to hear oral arguments starting tomorrow, probably starting and ending tomorrow. But the question is not just can Biden forgive student loans. It's much bigger than that. Something Nancy Pelosi, among others, said he couldn't because of course he can't. It's idiotic and obscene to even try. But um, and I actually I was pleased. I had a conversation with I guess it was my son, my middle kid, um, who has student loans and is a bit of an Oregon hippie and swings politically somewhat differently than I do these days. We don't talk about it much. We just talk about things we agree on and that we love each other. Isn't part that, of the same family. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> though? I've got that experience with someone couldn't disagree more on every political issue, but get along perfectly fine it says something doesn't it oh it certainly should yeah yeah well and uh, i don't know i just unlike a lot of people these days and maybe it's because i have this incredible uh, venting opportunity that is this radio show slash podcast but I, i enjoy trading ideas if i run into somebody who thinks differently than i do I kind of like hearing why they think that, and I kind of like telling them why I think the way I do. And I, I, generally speaking, don't get angry or threatened or whatever. It's fine. But, you know, we've talked about those polls where most people would never want their daughter to marry a Trump voter or whatever. vice versa yeah. or whatever. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But yeah. when you get down to it, I mean, how many times has this happened to you where, like, you know somebody and like them, and then you find out what their politics are? Well, it's funny. You were able to know and like them 
all this time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have one friend who's, who's, companionship i really value um and and i think a lot of his politics are just screwy but he's a hell of a fun guy to talk to so i don't know anyway um and i try to gently you know if he brings something up i say yeah, have you ever thought of this um just leave it out there it's like uh, you know if you well getting back to my son if you raise kids through childhood adolescence into adulthood and and through adulthood to some extent and they don't develop opinions that are different than yours, that's kind of weird. <laughs> or, and he'll opinion, come around. Yeah, and their opinions might be different at 22 than at 42. But sure. um, yeah. uh, you said uh, you were happy to hear, and then I interrupted. Oh, uh, I can't even remember what I was talking about. But uh, About the student loan debt relief. Well, yeah, here's, here's the, the key. It's not just about the student loan relief. It's whether a, a, an agency, an administrative agency, can just invent, create a sweeping new power at the behest of the president, even though that agency's power was granted by a Congress that never imagined in a million years that they would do what's being proposed. So it's, it's a question of to what extent must the fourth branch of government, the administrative state, be tethered to what Congress told it to do. Yeah, I'm not smart enough. I didn't go to law school to figure out how they would actually uh, write the language for this, but it's certainly going the right direction. I mean, there's so many examples. The student loan one, I mean, you all know where this came from, right? Like back during, was it the Iraq War? Does it go back that far? It goes back a long way. Or uh, 9-11, well, which, you know. Yeah, I thought it was Afghanistan, but I could be wrong. It was the idea that soldiers... Iraq and Afghanistan come to the ...shouldn't have to keep making their student loan payments while they're over in Afghanistan fighting. Okay, we all agree on that. But that becomes in 2023, you never have to pay your student loans because of COVID? I mean, what? Right. Um, and again, Congress, there's no way Congress conceived of the Department of Commerce or whoever it is having that sort of sweeping power wide, uh, you know, into the future and, and way beyond the original intent of the law. And that's the, it's it's called the major question doctrine, which conservative jurists believe in. They think that the fourth branch of government is wildly out of control and unaccountable to voters. Well, if the president can with the stroke of a pen, spend a half a trillion dollars, we're done. I mean, we're no longer a democracy. Whoever is elected president is in charge of it all. Yeah, everything, including the purse strings, which Congress is undeniably, allegedly in charge of. Now, I'm not that worried about it because I'm assuming the Supreme Court's going to say, no, you can't do that. But once the Supreme Court says that, is there any penalty for the president doing something that his own Speaker of the House said was unconstitutional, but he went ahead and tried anyway? No. God, there no, should there be a is penalty, no penalty for that. You take an oath to uphold the Constitution. You knowingly tried to subvert the Constitution. If anybody doesn't feel quite cynical enough, what I'm about to say will drive you over the edge. Not only is there no penalty, there's a reward for it. Oh, you're right. Of a, a rich, rich reward. He gets to portray the Democrats and himself as the brave champions of plucky college students everywhere particularly the the middle class, and he gets to portray Republicans as mean, greedy, selfish sons of you-know-whats for slapping that loan forgiveness right out of the poor, plucky college students' hands. And for icing on the cake, portray the Supreme Court as radically out of touch with America. 
Ding, 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 so, ding. So win, win, win. How do you like that? We'll finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A four-foot-long alligator was discovered in Brooklyn's Prospect Park, so you can probably take down all those missing dog posters. Oh, boy. Probably some truth to that. You know, yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, back when Nextdoor, is that com or, you know, when that got going, <clears throat> Judy and I were on there for a while. And in our part of Northern California, there are a fair number of coyotes and uh, a lot of old gals saying, hey, Fluffy's missing. Let me know if you see Fluffy. Oh, particularly an outdoor cat. Yeah. Outdoor oh, cat. Fluffy's not country. coming back. No, Fluffy no. is. Fluffy is. Yeah. Fluffy is no longer nearly so fluffy. Oh, boy. Oh, wow. Oh, so I don't. I, why would I say things like that? I Nobody don't know. wanted that. I don't know. That appealed to no one. Dementia. I what I apologize. So this is so interesting, and and we've talked about this a fair amount through through the the days, the ages of the show, the whole declining birth rates thing, and how men are becoming much more effeminate, and sperm counts are dropping, and nobody's coupling, and the rest of it. This is another piece of evidence that it's all related. And, and I still believe there are hormones in the water supply and weird plastics or, that we're breathing in or something. But I think it's as simple as, as uh, high population and safety diminish reproduction. Yeah, that's been my belief for a long time. I don't believe it's a conscious decision of, 
oh, it's too expensive, or the way the way the housing prices these days. No, I don't believe that at all. I'd rather go out to eat and to the theater than have a child. Now researchers from Brigham and Women's Hospital are uh, blah, 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 uh, espousing the reproductive benefits of more physically demanding jobs for men, especially those that require men to lift heavy objects. Scientists say that their findings show that men who habitually lift heavy objects at work have higher sperm counts. They're this, literally this, the, <clears throat> the manly men, your girlfriend or wife kind of oogles when they're doing manly men stuff. Literally are more manly. Yes. Yeah, they are. And the more manly they get, the more manly they get. In the same way that danger and physical activity raise adrenaline and raise testosterone, and testosterone raises sperm counts, safe veal cavy lives diminish the need, well, diminish the stuff of reproduction. Because I think. We know as a beast, know in our, our genes, that if we're safe and never called upon to do anything physical or defend ourselves, we probably don't need to have as many kids, or not as many of us need to have as many kids. And so if it's, it's a self-regulating thing. If there was some sort of global cataclysm where we're, we're, we're all fighting in the streets, you would see hella testosterone, as the kids say. Much higher sperm counts and people coupling like, well, I almost said like crazy, like 1988. <laughs> right. How come I've not heard this anywhere else, though? I've never I heard anybody know. else talk it. It makes about perfect it. sense to me. I know. It, people always talk about the cultural stuff, which I've always thought doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. I don't believe you're deciding whether or not to have a kid based on current rents. No, I think it's almost entirely deep within our DNA. And we're responding to the environment we find ourselves in. Mm. Infertility continues to be a growing issue across the entire world. Well, it can be the result of a wide array of factors. Roughly 40% of infertility cases have to do with elements of male fertility, including sperm count, semen quality, and sexual function. Many of which are tied to testosterone. Mine is A+. (laughs) Congratulations. Robert Parker gave mine 92 points. Both kids took one try for both kids. Oh, boy. That was too much right there. That's where he crossed the line. You know you want a happy ending. From Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty's Final Thoughts. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew. Robert Parker gave it a high score. That's horrible. Michelangelo, do you have a final thought for us? Yeah, I had a saleswoman hit me up yesterday, and um, she took all my money. She was a cute little eight-year-old brownie, you know, the little Girl Scouts with pigtails, and said, you want to buy some Girl Scout cookies? And I thought, oh, I'll get one box, okay. And then it became two boxes, and then it became three boxes. And so she took all my money. Well, you don't want one box of Girl Scout no, cookies. No, no. You'll just have to go back to the grocery store and right. find them again. I'm going to open that and eat it before I get home. Box right. sitting you, between my legs. You, me, everybody eats them until they're ashamed. <laughs> That's when you stop. And you put them in the freezer. Yep. I couldn't, Somebody brought that up at the Girl Scout table I was at over the weekend. Said you put them in the freezer and everybody was appalled that they had never heard of that or done it before. You're disgust me. Get out of here. <laughs> wow. Wow. Is that your final thought, no, Jack? It's not. Or do you have another one? I have two quick ones. Uh, one, we're going to cover the whole Dilbert flap. Scott Adams getting canceled during the 
One More Thing podcast, so look for that wherever you find your podcast. Also, this is a big week for Ron DeSantis. This is his coming out party. I think we're going to get a much better idea. Is he ready for the big stage or not this week? My final thought, the Department of Energy says the lab leak is the most likely explanation for how COVID got loose. You weren't even allowed to post that on social media. Reject censorship. Now, I'm not talking about porn shown to children in schools. That's not censorship. That's decency. But in other cases, reject censorship. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. We will see you tomorrow. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. It's outrageous. And so grotesque. <laughs> yeah, about it. Well, I, th- I hope he's wrong as well. I think he's right, though. He's downright laughable. Okay. So let's go out with a bang. And I don't particularly care. I'll be long gone. You're but, um... more nihilistic than normal today. Oh, no, I just... <laughs> I no, think, I'm not nihilistic. It's just we're all doomed and mankind will go away soon. Well, yeah. Yeah, that summarizes it nicely. <laughs> On that high note, thank you all very much. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together, we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.